Welcome to Category Is. I'm Justin. And I'm Maurice. If it's your first time joining us, be sure to hit that subscribe button so you get a notification every time we drop a new episode. Yes. And don't forget to like us on all things social at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and the Twitter. And the Twitter. The Twitter. Tweet, tweet. Yes, yes. And also don't forget to write us in at Category Is Pod at gmail.com. Well, let's get on with the show, Maurice. All right. How was your weekend? My weekend was nice. Okay. Um, some downtime with some family. Really? Yeah. Just downtime? Kind of, just Yes, downtime. That's different for you. It is. Okay, you know, simplify I'm trying your to life. Exactly. Simplify <laughs> my life. Just some downtime. I will admit that uh, just doing nothing did kind of have me in a tizzy. And okay. I felt restless yeah, and I felt cause... frustrated because I felt like there were so many things that I could be doing mm-hmm. uh, and so many things that I was missing. Okay. But I'm glad that I just chilled out. Mm-hmm. Um, Sunday was beautiful, at least for the yeah, first part of the day. Yeah, yeah. Just walked around the city, mm-hmm. hung out, day drinking. Mm-hmm. You know, it was nice. Chill day. Cooked yeah. a nice dinner. I tried to watch the Real Housewives of Atlanta uh, reunion, but fell asleep. Oh, the reunion already? Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a mess. Really? I'm over Miss Nene Cutter. Wow. But I'm not even going to give them the time of day. Yeah, don't do that. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. Um, on Saturday, there was a lot going on in the city on Saturday. Yeah? Yeah, there was like a walk or one of those runs or something. Then there was like a baseball game and a hockey game. Hockey? Yeah. Like street hockey, field hockey? What you no, mean? No, like ice hockey. It's damn near summer. Yeah. Child. And it was hot on Saturday. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, no. And so it was just too many people in the city. So I was mm-hmm. going to try to take my dog to the park to, like, you know, take him for a walk and Aww. exercise and everything. But but he's like me. Like, he does not want to be bothered. With the people. With the people. With, with, or the other dogs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. we kind of just chilled and, you know, just had, like, some us time. Oh. Yeah. And then, so I got my tourist visa for one of the countries I'm visiting this summer oh bitch if you need a visa it's an interesting place yeah it should be and so i spent like a lot of time i fell down like the rabbit hole on youtube and kind of just travel videos yeah the travel videos and i made like this huge itinerary already Mm -hmm. and so i just you know kind of made a list of everything i want to see in like all these different cities i kind of did the same i have a trip coming up in about two three weeks Mm -hmm. and um Again, just making sure that all the paperwork is in is line. The, yeah, yeah, You know, thinking of all the things that you need to bring. Yeah, Pepto-Bismol, yeah. a sunscreen, mm-hmm. a bug spray. Yeah. Just, and just watching those... That, is a rabbit hole of travel yeah. videos. Yeah, because you just, it's like one after the other. And yes. then they like autoplay. And yes. so you just have to wait for the next one to yes. come. Yeah. You feel like you know everything. Yeah. But do you feel like, because I've traveled with a friend once to Iceland mm-hmm. and I did so much research before mm-hmm. that when we got there, I felt like I knew everything that there was to know right. and like nothing seemed new. Okay. Right? Yeah. So do you feel like sometimes you can over. I think you can run the risk of doing that because, you know, I'm a history buff, too. And so I like to know all the history about, you know, all the different places that I want to go and just kind of look at um, the different things. And so if I ever feel like I'm reaching that point where I'm just, you know, it's too much Wikipedia, then I'll just like stop and pull back from it. No, I feel you. It's good to be a planner, though, because Mm -hmm. you want to maximize the time that you're there there, Yeah, because you might not go back. Yeah. Yeah. And then also I did... um, Made some Easter cards for my niece and nephew. Aww. Yeah, but I ran into some trouble with that because I like, I got the wrong double-sided tape, and so 
like the the store didn't have the kind the store didn't have the kind i wanted and so i was like okay well i'll just get this it's you know it'll be good enough. right well let's just pause for the people uh-huh. because i want you guys to realize that maurice is just not at home cutting construction paper <laughs> and like using elmer's glue sticks yeah. to put stuff together he has this whole contraption yeah that like laser cuts paper mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like layers things yeah. explain the process it's like a computer program and then you kind of design the card first and then once you input all the stuff and like lay it out and everything so that it has like this um this program where it like cuts the paper, it cuts out the letters, it you know does all kind of things. It makes it pretty easy. Oh yeah, yeah. But it's um, you need to get some category A's cards coming yeah, your way. Yeah, it's like it's really efficient. <laughs> yeah, so I, I love it. And so anyway, I got the wrong um, double sided tape, and so they had a different kind. I was like, oh, you know, I never used this kind before, but it'll do. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> did it do? It did not. Damn. Yeah. So like lesson learned don't settle for something that you know that's not gonna work no off-brand yeah no Uh off-brand and because it's just gonna fall apart in the end and that's what happens so now i have to like pretty much redo everything don't be the glenn close of double-sided tape yeah basically (laughs) and then the last thing we did because um you know game of thrones starts next week oh shit yeah and so i was like catching up on that and like just you know catching up well i've seen everything but my boyfriend hasn't and so he's like What's this Game of Thrones that everybody is talking about? I want to watch it. And I was like, oh. Man. We have like, in January. Yeah. There's like a week left before the new season comes out. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I want to catch up. And I was like, um, that's a lot it is. to watch. And so I was like, oh, I'm trying to give him like a primer of everything. So I might just watch the end of yeah. the last episode. You should. Well. I'm at the last season. You watched some of the first I watched the first right. two and a half seasons. Okay. Yeah. It was too much for him to kind of get through. Because he's is. like, what? There's dragons? Like, what? what is right. this about? You and have so... to be into so- f- fantasy. fantasy. I'm yeah. sorry. Into fantasy. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not into Harry Potter. Right. I'm not into none of that. Yeah. No. Yeah. But, and that was pretty much my weekend. Okay. We have to talk about something that we did last week before the weekend got here. Mm, mm-hmm. Which was... A big yes. deal for us. It we went was. together yeah. uh, to a monumental event. I'm just going to let you introduce <laughs> it because I can't do it justice. So we went to the Mariah Carey uh, Caution Tour concert, and that was on Wednesday, right? Yes. Yeah, so it was your first time being to like a full Mariah Carey concert. Right. I've been to like Rockefeller Center uh-huh. to see her at like the Christmas specials, yeah. but I've never seen... And we went to the Today Show that time. Yes, I've been to the Today uh-huh. Show to see her for the Memoirs of a Broken Angel. Imperfect Angel. Oh. oh did I not say that? No. What I said? You said Broken. <laughs> oh, Memoirs of an Imperfect Angel. Yeah. Broken, Imperfect, same thing. Well, semantics. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we saw that, and then it was also my boyfriend's first time yes. seeing Mariah Carey in concert, too. And so we went to dinner first, and then we um, walked up to the new, newly renovated, um, was it Met? It's just called the Met? The, the Met Metropolitan Opera, Opera House. House. Yeah, so it's this old um, opera house in Philly. It, you know, fell into disrepair, and then last year, last couple of years, they've been renovating mm-hmm. it, and it opened, like, in November. Or December of last year. The venue was amazing. It was, like, really nicely done. The concert was, it was like, my fourth official Mariah concert. Wow. Yeah, because I went to her Vegas residency, and I saw her Christmas um, show in New York twice. Okay. Yeah, so this was my fourth, fourth concert. Okay. Yeah. It was fun. I mean, let me just say this. 
we went to a restaurant that was nearby. Mm-hmm. And I've been to that restaurant for happy hour, but never okay. for dinner. That was my first time at the restaurant. Yeah. It was, how do you say, Osteria? Osteria? Yeah. Whatever. Yes. But when I walked up to the restaurant, there was gays galore. <laughs> I mean, it was just a gaggle of gays everywhere mm-hmm. you looked. I'm like, oh, they are all clearly here for this concert. For Mariah. You never see that many gays that far up North Broad right. Street. Well, okay, unless it's nighttime and they, <laughs> right. and they lurking for like something. some rough trade, right? Right, <laughs> but so I'm like, oh gosh, it should be interesting. Yeah, we walk up to the venue and it's just like gay central. Yeah. I mean, it was honestly the gayest function, yeah, I've been to. Well, definitely concert, not function because yeah. like pride is a gay mm-hmm. function, right? But mm-hmm. like a concert, a concert, the yeah. gayest ever, yeah. Um, Mariah fans are crazy, yes. Well, they, we're not crazy. We're, like, dedicated. Dedicated. Yeah. Yeah, y'all definitely let her know that y'all love her. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were there with, like, um, you know, the, the imagery that kind of is on the album cover mm-hmm. with, like, the fluorescent lights, yeah. the pink lights. Mm-hmm. They had glasses. They yeah. had shirts. Shirts, bow ties. Yes. Every gay in there had a sequin blazer. Yeah. Where do you buy such tacky things? I, I don't do know. know. Yeah. Um, some of the fans' tastes are questionable, like Mariah's, when Ooh, it comes to fashion. Don't do that. But... It was a fun, fun time. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of drag queens. Lots of drag queens yeah. everywhere. Some, I think, were maybe Mariah impersonators. Yeah, I think some of them were. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was just drag queens mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, it was a lot. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot for me. For you? Me. Really? Yes, it was. It was just gays and their girls. Like, yeah. I feel like all the girls that were there were there with their gays. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, it was a couple, straight couples there on dates. There were? Yeah, there was like one like across the aisle from uh, behind. Okay. Just he, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Cute. Yeah, he, he was, was tall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was fun. Yes. Um, Aunt Patty showed up. Patty, and called Patty. a commotion. Yes, making our concert start late. Yeah. So I think she tried to arrive like right before the lights went down. I'm you sure know? Mariah so, told her like the exact yeah, time. Yeah, like girl, like don't, you know, show up at this time. And then I guess she got there and someone recognized her, and all you heard was this screaming. screaming. And then people just rushing, taking it to the aisles, mm-hmm. trying to meet. Because um, Patty was sitting amongst the people. She was. I was like, Patty, you're no boxy. Right. In a little bit far in the back. She was in the back. <laughs> she was in the back. <laughs> I mean, Patty didn't have to pay for them tickets, probably. Right, right. But still, I always mm-hmm. feel like in my mind from those YouTube videos, mm-hmm. what got to be real, mm-hmm. that like Mariah is like Patty's like goddaughter. She is. Oh, in real life? Yeah, for or, real. Like, adopt- okay, okay. Yeah. I feel like they have that relationship. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they okay. are. That's like her, her goddaughter. They have the same butterfly ring. Oh, I saw it in the video mm-hmm. yeah. on Instagram that yeah. Mariah Carey posted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have the exact same butterfly. It was so cute. Yeah, but um, she cussed her pearls. She was like, "I don't know, you be cussing like that." I know she was like, she's like, "Oh, she said fucks with you." She said, "Oh no, no, no." Yeah. that was cute. Patty looked good. She did. She got a, a good beat, a good mm-hmm. wig. That wig always be on. Top. Hope it was better than Mariah's. Stop. I'm just saying it was it was wiggy. Mariah's, it was just clearly a synthetic wig. Mm-hmm. I mean, she could do better, but she probably just, like, has a wig for each night and yeah, just, like, puts it on and throws it away. Yeah. But anyway, as a first-timer seeing mm-hmm. Mariah Carey, uh, I had a great time. Yeah. I think she put on a phenomenal show. It was show. amazing, yeah. Um, I liked, and we were close. We were close. We were real close. You could see, when she walked out for the opening number, mm-hmm. she came out to um, a no-no. Mm-hmm. When I say the titties were sitting, <laughs> sitting, sitting, I don't know what right. kind of bra, yeah. but it had to be a contour. I mean, they were just up to her chin. Yeah. It was just sitting. Her body looked great. Um, she was dressed age appropriate, mm-hmm. I think. You know, yeah, she, she can She don't dance, but she's never no, been a dancer. She's never been a dancer. She'll um, toot step, tiptoe across the stage. I, That's her thing. I must say, sonically, like 
she sounded way better than I anticipated. Ooh. No, no, no. And that's no shade. Honestly, it's mm-hmm. no shade. But I think that like after the whole New Year's debacle like well, five years ago. Yeah. It was more like three. Yeah. But whatever. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, being as though she has one of the most, you know, gifted, mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful voices mm-hmm. in singing history. Yeah. And the range. And the range. Mm-hmm. She has the range. Yeah. You know, it's I think that it's hard to maintain that. You have to look at her as an athlete. Right. You know, like athletes can't perform. Like Michael Jordan. Yeah, right. you're not playing the same. But I think Mariah, it's like she was so at the like epitome of, yeah. of amazingness mm-hmm. that it's hard to keep that up yeah. over Well, the standard for Mariah is perfection. And, you know, anytime she doesn't sound like the CD that she made 20 mm-hmm. years ago, people like want to talk shit. And right. Just like, you know, right. it's a live show. She's, you know, 30 you know, years older factors like air yeah. conditioning wind yeah. climate yeah. alcohol well. but I must say <laughs> she was doing she was singing live the she entire was time live, yes. she was doing those whistle registers mm-hmm. and I know for a fact because some of them were off they, <laughs> a, 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 good they number, were, a good number were a off a few of but them you know were what? off I appreciate yeah. the effort I mean I appreciate the effort yeah. she did that she changed the arrangements of all the yeah, songs that's what I love yeah the creativity and it was just it made it fun it made mm-hmm. it different it mm-hmm. was like a new song but she still kind of kept the, the initial essence. integrity and yeah. essence of it yeah. and it was colorful it was fun them babies came out they did they are so Aww, cute it was Ms. a little Monroe late though it was a little late it was like 10 o'clock yeah yeah but I mean but it was good Mariah's yeah. a diva I'm yeah. glad I saw her she was the one of like three people I have left you to have see you have like two more right two more that Ooh. I need to see in concert why am I forgetting the one Hold on, hold on. Sade. Hold on. Sade is one I have to see in concert. And the other person. We'll just leave it at Sade because I, I can't. Really, I, if they're not coming to mind, mm-hmm. it must not be that important. I'm going to yeah. remember as soon as we leave the studio. Yeah, too. you will. Darn. Yeah. My boyfriend loved it. He's been singing Mariah Carey's songs since we left. Really? Yeah. He had never seen her in concert. So he's his, you know, standard for her is the, the CD. CD. And he's like, Oh, well, she didn't sing it like I thought she was going to sing it on the CD. I was mm-hmm. like, well, you have to think she made that CD 15 years ago. Right. You know, and that's in the studio. I was like, you know, this is a live show. She wants to do something different. She wants to, yes. you know, make sure that you know that it's live. And he's like, I mean, it was good, but I just was expecting the CD. And I'm like, honey, Adele don't give y'all the CD either. <laughs> right? And y'all give her plenty of passes. Yeah. And she always got to restart a song after she done she stopped. Does, yeah. But know who I was also excited to see? Who? What's his name? Trey. Trey Lorenz. Trey Lorenz, yes. yes. I was looking at him half the time. I was like, because he's been with Mariah since, since forever. Yeah, it seems the like. beginning. Yeah. Day one. Mm-hmm. So I was very excited to see him. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like legend. Yeah, and Sherry Ann has been there for a long time. I don't know her. The bigger background singer. Okay. On the left. All right, yeah. yeah. I just know Trey. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was a good time. It was a good night. It was fun. The gays yeah. were out, honey. Yes. If you was a, a Philadelphia gay, you were there. If you were anywhere in the tri-state area, because it was... Delaware gays, Bucks County, mm-hmm. oh, well, yeah, you, know, you get around, so you Out know all, the, well, you know all the county gays. That's true, and the tri-state. <laughs> and it was an amazing night. It was yes, tens for you, Mariah. Tens. All right, child. So you know, every week we have a brand new cocktail yes. for you. We try to keep them thematic. We yeah. try to keep them in line with the season and the temperature. And in April, we've been having really refreshing cocktails yeah. because it's the beginning of spring. What are we drinking this week, Maurice? What you drinking? So tonight we have an Aperol Spritz. Yes. It's my first time having this, I think. Is it? Yeah. I love them. They're, they're really a nice summery drink. They're very yeah, refreshing. Yeah, it's very light. It's very refreshing. 
Um, we posted it on Instagram, so be sure to check that out at yes. Category Is Pod on Instagram. And it contains uh, Brut Prosecco, Aperol, which is a Italian. Liqueur. It's an Italian liqueur. It's similar to Campari, but it has a little bit less alcohol than Campari. Yes. Yeah. And then it's a you know it's a bright red color. You'll see it in the um, in the mixer section, I think. Right. And then uh, top it off with club soda. Now we but, did add a little vodka <laughs> to yeah. ours, just so we can get a little litty. Yeah, because it is a little too light for me. You know what? It's something like if you don't want a mimosa, it, okay. it's, it also has, That's what it's it has a little tartness to it's, it. Yeah, it's a little bitter. It's something that I like for day drinking. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, if you don't want like rosé, oh, if you okay. don't want a mimosa, because mm-hmm. the orange juice can get too acidic. This right. is a nice alternative, I yeah. think. So it is springtime. You do want to drink lighter. Yeah. Um, I love them. It actually reminds me of when I was in Spain. Because oh, when I was in Spain, yeah. everywhere they had Aperol mm-hmm. spritz. Okay. And I just, during the day when I was just drinking between mm-hmm. lunch or <laughs> after my siesta, I had uh-huh. me an Aperol spritz, All baby. Right. So yes. yes, try it, guys. We know we have lots of cocktails on there for you. Mm-hmm. If you ever make them, tag us. We want to yeah, see we y'all see how you do it. drinking y'all drinks. Yeah. Category is surviving Jesse Smollett. We told y'all last week we were going to not discuss him anymore, but this case... It just keeps going. It does. It keeps going and going and going. Two weeks ago, he got um, his charges dropped because he did a pretrial intervention, two days of community service, and $10,000 bond, basically. Mm -hmm. The mayor was upset. The Chicago PD was upset. The prosecutor said that, you know, they believed he was guilty, but they had this deal. And so I think everybody is just confused and they want some kind of something right. to happen some some answers yeah some resolution yeah and so so the city of chicago has decided to sue jesse smollett Child. for one hundred and thirty thousand dollars, the cost of the police investigation Child. against him <laughs> they, yeah they want reimbursement because they believe he filed this false report and he essentially got off what are your thoughts y'all better get certified funds because I don't even think Jesse got $130,000 You don't? Left. Not after paying all them bribes and all them attorney's fees. He ain't, he ain't got it. So, y'all better get now a cashier's check. Like, <laughs> yeah, Sonny, we need to be up front. Yeah, cash money's cash money. Don't let him write you a personal check because it ain't gonna clear. <laughs> Make right. sure he fill out the memo line properly. Right, right. Yeah. Child, you know, honestly... I think it's kind of silly for the city of Chicago to not be suing him for I I guess, don't... restitution or reimbursement. Okay, Why? Because my thing is, is look, these are resources that you decided to, you know, expend in investigating it's what they the matter. Would, they would right? expend that anyway. Right. However, mm-hmm. you know, the being as though the fact that they investigated it yeah. and they decided to drop charges against him, you know, well, my thing is, is... You should have just went forward with the charges because in any other case, right? So let's say I, com- mm-hmm. I commit a crime. Right. The police department investigates it. Yeah. That's resources and money. The district attorney's office, you know, prosecutes the crime. That's resources and money. Even if you are convicted and sentenced, you're not then asked to pay restitution or pay reimbursement to the city for <laughs> them doing their job. That's but I think- what it's for. So my thing is, is when you guys decided not to go forward with you know, the charges, mm-hmm. you forfeited 
that hundred thirty thousand dollars that, that you've already invested. Well, they should have I... known that. My thing is the bail was this explicit um, thing that it seems like was a part of the plea deal, mm-hmm. but maybe it was unclear whether or not the hundred thirty thousand dollars in the investigation was a part of the plea deal. Well, my understanding was that the city itself was um, suing him because if you look at it, like the police department, Chicago PD spent so much time, energy, resources investigating this. Right. The Cook County prosecutor's office, or what is it called? Yeah. Yeah. They decided to drop the charges. Sure. So now the police department and the city of Chicago is like, what the fuck was y'all doing? Like we had the case right here. We handed right. it to you. But that's also what's confusing about mm-hmm. when they decided to drop the charges. Usually that's a decision where all parties right. and all stakeholders right. are kind of at the table yeah. and make a joint decision yeah. or at least are on the same page. Yeah. And again, it seems as though that the mayor, the, p- the police chief were mm-hmm. all blindsided yeah. by this decision. Because they by didn't even know. The Cook County district attorney. Yeah. But my thing is, is then they need to go after them and also show me the receipts because I again Mm -hmm. $130,000 that's plausible that they could have spent that in terms of time resources Mm -hmm. money for subpoenas all these things Mm -hmm. in investigating this matter but is this a padded bill show me like you need to quantify how much it really costs they can prove that pretty easily right and I just think I think the city of Chicago is a little bit embarrassed with how it was all went down in that they wanted to stick it to him. I think they wanted to make right. an example of him. Uh-huh. And he wasn't. So they're going to try to... If this can't play out in a criminal court, then mm-hmm. it's going to play out in, in civil. a civil court. But I, what I heard was that, one, they could actually sue him for up to $390,000. What? Yeah. Three times the original amount. And then I also heard that he probably won't want them to... Um, to like take this to a like a civil trial because then he will have to testify right and then there they can get i think they just want to get to the truth mm-hmm. and so i think if they have if he has to go on the stand then he'll have to tell the truth i mean in a civil trial he would have to give a deposition right things like that you would have to answer case. hard questions yeah right i mean if he can find hundred thirty thousand dollars <laughs> i don't know maybe he can start an only fans I mean, actually that would be a good idea actually that's yeah. a good way to parlay this whole yeah, situation I think that maybe then he could just give them their money. But Child, he's done. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we survived it. <laughs> Barely. Hardly. Yeah. Over it. All right, child, let's get into this next category. Um, y'all's president is still trying to go in on the border closure. Mm-hmm. And you know what's, what's frustrating for me is it's like, Months back, we heard about all the children in the camps. Yeah. What happened with that? Like, in terms of, like, the mass media communicating that information. It's just, like, everything, the media included, is so, like, temporal and just ephemeral. It's just, like, they'll talk about something and then hardcore for a week. Yeah, it's the news cycle. And then it goes They're on to the next, yeah. But my thing is, is there's still something happening down there that are affecting real people's lives Mm -hmm. that we know nothing about. Well, that lady resigned. What lady? Homeland Security? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, To me, it's just like, I feel like they're just playing, the media is playing this to a certain extent. Well. You know, because we don't, are we getting all the information? Or at least the major news outlets, the CNNs, the Foxes, because mm -hmm. they're just out here manipulating folk like it's Instagram. Mm -hmm. You know, they just out here trying y'all. But allegedly, Trump, is still trying to push the issue of closing the Mexican border. And in the event that he does that, 
avocados be gone. And y'all gonna be upset because y'all like y'all avocado toast. Y'all like y'all guacamole. Guac is y'all extra. like to add uh, sour cream and shit and, and, and pomegranate seeds and whatnot to it and grapefruits. And goat cheese. Goat cheese and, and, and all this mess. Yeah. You know, so you won't be able to have your avocado toast. You won't be able to have it on your salad. You won't have, you know, no more nachos, no more guacamole if this border gets shut down. And this is like, I know it sounds sad to say, but again, people in America feel most impacted when things affect their life. Right. When they're not able to get what the hell that they want at the store. <laughs> you know, everybody else and their uh, livelihood, their health, their safety, their rights, you know, their, um, explo- you know, their right to not be exploited, be damned. If Susan cannot go get her avocado toast... Oh, she's writing her senator. She is going to write a letter. She's going to write a letter. Yeah. And you don't want no white woman to write, to write a letter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I feel like, you know, no one feels... People, sure, they felt bad about the children because children are children and they're but, innocent and all this. But I really feel like if this border gets shut down and we lose avocados in three weeks, yeah. and you know, avocados go bad quick. They they're do. They're going to get mushy. Yeah. They already be mushy by the time they get here. Yeah. Uh, some to be hard. Some do be hard. Yeah. If we lose avocados, people are going to be mad. And I, I feel like it actually might bring but attention that's to the, the issue. Exactly. And that's what's going to do it. But that's because what's sad. fuck the kids. They don't care about them. They're they not my kids. I don't care. Right. But I can't get my guacamole from Whole Foods. Oh, no, bitch. Right. It's going to be a problem. Yeah. Now it's a problem. Wow. Yeah. That's so sad. But that's the world we live in. I mean, I do love guacamole. And especially, it's about to be Cinco de Mayo. We, we, we are rolling into summer. Oh, oh. they're going to lose their shit. If Child. they can't get their guacamole for single de Mayo. Child. You know, that yeah. is like America's second favorite holiday. Yeah. Drinking holiday anyway. Well, I heard they're calling it the Avocopolis. <laughs> oh, category is Avocopolis. Yes. The Avocopolis. Yes. Oh, my God. You know what? It's, it's a sad thing of affairs. This country is, is ass. Yes. We're going to hell in a handbasket. I cannot with the people. But again, people won't get mad about it. They will. Trust and believe. Oh, yeah. Let me tell you, I'll, I'll be in Trader Joe's. And you know, Trader mm-hmm. Joe's discontinues a lot of their lines. They do. Often. Yeah. I saw... Remember that? It was like two years they didn't have the soy chorizo. The soy chorizo. They brought oh, it back, Oh, my though. God. Finally. Finally. Yeah. But Trader Joe's discontinues things a lot. Mm-hmm. I was in Trader Joe's earlier, and this woman was snapping. Oh, wow. Because they had discontinued some kind of a juice. She oh. was going off calling wow. them bastards and efforts and what the hell and she she didn't understand she's like y'all had organic and regular she's mm-hmm. like why y'all discontinue both yeah. and I'm just like oh my god ma'am yeah. like it's not their fault that's a, that's a corporate decision <laughs> yeah. she went off mm-hmm. I'm sure she's not going off about education healthcare <laughs> um, you know taxes teacher salary teacher salary yeah. like, you know or even the street in her neighborhood Mm-mm. homelessness Mm-mm. but let her not be able to get her juice child yeah now she upset upset girl bye all right child what's the next category 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 is the sultan of brunei who is worth only 20 billion dollars i thought he was worth more than that only only 20 billion yeah i I don't even know how many zeros that is well Mackenzie bezos she got 36 from oh. the divorce settlement i thought she was gonna go for more but oh now she's like what the fourth richest woman in the world yeah. or well, america some I think it's just America because okay. she only she could have gotten like sixty seven, but she you know she was nice about it, and she only asked for like thirty six. I mean, she's still doing really really well. Yeah, 
So the Sultan of Brunei has been under fire this week because he has basically enacted, I think it's called Sharia? Sharia law. Sharia law. It's based on the Quran and like all their teachings and stuff like that. So he has stated that the punishment for being homosexual Mm -hmm. in his country will be death by stoning. Okay. And stoning, is it stoning where, like, you stand, like, they tie to a pole yeah, and they throw rocks they at throw you? Rocks at or do you. they press stones on you as, like, a form of torture? My interpretation was that they throw rocks at you. I mean, not that it matters, because it's right. just horrible. Yeah. Also, adultery. Is punishable by, by stoning. stoning. Yeah. Child, America's population would go from, like, 300 million <laughs> to, like... 12. Uh, 12. Like, <laughs> uh, 100,000. Yeah. It would just be the, the, the grand, not even the grandparents, because they're getting it in in the, uh, the, uh, the assisted Ophotone? living facility. Oh, my God. When I was in um, college, we did, like, uh, community service there. Uh-huh. And they, you know, I was, a, I was a public health major. Right. In college. And so... The largest, the biggest rate of STDs is in nursing homes. I think it's still there. Yeah, because Child. they be getting it in. Right. They be like, I'm too old. I don't care. And they don't be knowing about protection no, or nothing. No, they don't. Because I mean, they use it back in the day. Right. Yeah, they be getting it. They just in. got VD and kept it pushing. Yeah, basically. Child. Yeah, they nasty. Uh-uh. But um, yeah. so yeah, Damn. so now everyone is you know starting their social media boycotts okay i saw ellen degeneres is doing it and yeah i saw she was doing i was like girl why don't you invite him to your show and let him apologize and you can forgive him now why would he go on her show i mean she did that for kevin hart right but you know he was you know an apology no but he was threatening violence against his son if he found out his son was gay that's exactly the same thing Okay, I, I see your point a little bit, right. but it's still not the same. Well, you know what I mean. They're also boycotting. He's uh, owns a lot of hotels, like five-star um, hotels and resorts across mm-hmm. the globe. Virgin Atlantic, the um, airplane. Virgin Atlantic? Yeah. I love flying Virgin. Really? It is so nice. I've never flown them. I've flown Virgin America and Virgin Atlantic. Okay. Luxurious. Really? Yes. I mean, okay. I was still in the coach basic bitch class, but <laughs> I mean, they, they made me feel special. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So they're boycotting Brunei. Damn. Oh, wait. Virgin Atlantic is? Or Australia. I think it's Australia. Who? Virgin Australia. Oh, Virgin Australia. Oh, yeah. I see. Okay, I see. Yeah, I see. yeah, yeah. Because they have flights to Brunei. But, you know, all these people are boycotting and have a whole bunch of things to say. Like, even in the UK, they want his, um, like, honorary titles from the Queen. They want those, like, oh, really? revoked. Yeah. Different universities want his honorary degrees rescinded. I mean, he can't really do not want an honorary degree. <laughs> right. But, right. I mean, I mean he's not teaching classes or nothing. But, I mean, he does have a pretty big hotel empire. The I Dorchester mean, in London, I think. Yes, the Beverly Hills Hotel in Beverly Hills. Rest in peace, Whitney Houston. The Oh, she did That's pass she there. Did. Yeah. Um, do you think they have, like, a plaque or something by that room? I hope that room is shut down. Do you think they replaced the tub? Oh, my God. I'm being, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. That was just a thought. Okay. I was thinking. Um, the Hotel Bel Air in okay. West Philadelphia, born and raised. Yeah, yes. a whole bunch of UK. Yeah. All these French hotels I cannot pronounce. Le Maurice. Oh, that e. is your name, Le Maurice. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know what? I think it's a good position, but I mean, I'm not, I, I hear what you're saying. For, not mm. for nothing. Like I saw a whole bunch of people on Instagram, like boycott, right. boycott, boycott. Right. No, Tino Shea. 
Y'all can't even afford to stay in this hotel okay. anyway. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's one thing for Ellen DeGeneres to be putting the information right. out there to say boycott mm-hmm. or just to raise, raise awareness around this issue in this country. But at the same time, like, people who have mad money, mm-hmm. you know, aren't, in America at least, the wealth is so stratified. It's mm-hmm. just like, you know, the the 1% are like 12 times as rich as like yeah. the rest of the, the country. Right, right. And we are so poor, poor, poor. And mm-hmm. they don't even want to pay higher taxes. Mm-hmm. They don't want to pay higher taxes to make sure that kids in Flint have drinking water. Right. Or that kids have books for school. Mm-hmm. Or even access to health care. Yeah. Like basic human rights and mm-hmm. necessities. Why do you think that these straight people, just like us regular folks with avocados, mm-hmm. are going to sacrifice their... You know, thousand three count sheets right. and their butler at their fancy hotel right. and their nice accommodations right. where they can be in comfort for an issue that they don't that they're not affected by mm-hmm. and that they don't see. Right. To me, it's just I think it's great to raise awareness, mm-hmm. but also on the other end, I don't know how this is going to bring about change. Like it's different well, than boycotting when buses and lunch counters and yeah. water fountains were segregated mm-hmm. in this country. I think that much of the Muslim world ain't worried about what the West thinks. They don't care. They don't care. Yeah. And they're going to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Is They're so oil rich and filthy rich. Mm-hmm. It's not really going to affect their coin mm-hmm. to where they're feeling it. Yeah. And honestly, even if it does, I think that they are so hell-bent on their fucked up ideology and mm-hmm. principle that they'll still well, stick with the law. You know? I mean... Mm, I feel like... I mean, every, money I, money does affect the world, but I feel like it's a little bit different in America. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, in America, we got people still going to Chick-fil-A, and Chick-fil-A don't like the gays. Well, don't read me. I feel attacked. Yeah. And then... <laughs> my other point is that this is in Brunei. Like, first of all... How many... Can y'all find a Brunei on the map? Okay, I couldn't. I had to, you know. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of knew where it was. But I still Is it by Bahrain? Probably. But how many of us go to Brunei anyway? Yeah, how not... many of us can afford to stay at the Dorchester? No. And then also, it's, it's, it's no, like... There's no glitch flights to Abu Dhabi. Um, <laughs> like, like, like Abu Dhabi yeah. and, and uh, Dubai. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, that's their country. Like, that's... They operate under Islamic law. Right. Like, you can't even drink there. So that's not a place I want to go anyway. I feel bad for my LGBT plus brothers and sisters in Brunei who are faced with death. That yeah. is serious. And mm-hmm. that is, a, to me, a human rights violation. Okay. But I think that sometimes as Americans, we're so self-centered and just forcing our way of life and our beliefs mm-hmm. and our customs and mores on people on that else. we don't even recognize or realize that, like, people in Brunei worried about us. Right. And then also, that Instagram post ain't going to do it. Like, Ellen, girl, I'm done with you anyway, but if you really want to exact change or whatever, you put up one post and that's it. And you're on to the next. But again, I don't, maybe the the point of these posts is not to actually affect change, but to bring awareness to the issue. But my thing is then. Then what? Then what? Because again, with the news cycle, Mm -hmm. we're just on to the next thing that's hot, you (laughs) know? And it's just social media has deteriorated people's minds to the point where they just can only be focused on one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. I don't know any people. I feel like and back then, in the day, people stood for something. People yeah, don't stand for nothing now, but, but likes and clicks. And clicks. And did you see, there was like some study that said the amount of time people spend actually looking at a post is like a fraction of a, of a second. second. Yeah. And they like it and move on to the next. Mm-hmm. So it's like, 
yeah, they might see it, they might like it, but they don't really know what it says. They don't know what it's about. They just like the colors or right. the guy look hot. They don't really understand the implications. Yeah. Of this. Of what it is. Yeah. It's yeah. it's sad. It, it really is like that book, 1984. Mm-hmm. People are just kind of like operating, you know, George Orwell, oh, yeah. this Orwellian world. Mm-hmm. And just, we don't know what's going on. We don't. I mean, I rode through a part of North Philadelphia, well, not North, West Ooh. Philadelphia this past weekend. Oh, girl. And, oh, child, if I didn't know better, I would have thought I was maybe in Brunei. <laughs> But it's just like we're all in our own little world. Did you world. go past 40th Street? Mm-hmm. Ooh, no man. I was up by like, I went past 52nd. I was up like on 63rd, but like no. close to the Southwest. Oh, wow. Ooh, child. child the, the ghetto. ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, but it's like, it's sad. Because mm-hmm. it's just right down the street. Not down the street, but down Market Street, mm-hmm. a couple of miles is Rittenhouse Square. Yeah. And it's just... I've been living in Philadelphia since 2005, and I've mm-hmm. never been to that little section of Philadelphia. You Which know? one? Like, that particular section of Southwest. Oh, I don't Southwest, like, like, deep into Overbrook, mm-hmm. where it borders on Southwest. I just um, haven't been over there. My girl, Christine, is from Southwest. Who's Christine? My old co-worker. Oh, hey, girl. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah, she's good. She loved the podcast, too. Oh, she did? Shout out to Christine. Hey, yes. Christine, girl. Moving on to our next category. Mm-hmm. And it actually kind of goes in line with this whole issue in Brunei with Sharia law but people yeah. again are more focused on the things that matter to them affect their everyday lives right. bring them joy mm-hmm. you know uh, what's on their playlist gives them something to talk to mm-hmm. and I am also you know uh, a person who's like this and that's Beyonce well. sha 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 <laughs> you know I just realized I didn't even follow Netflix on Instagram until today <laughs> wow what I think a lot of people are in the same category really I, cause it's just not something you think about but Netflix has announced that they are releasing a documentary about Beyonce, the queen being herself, mm-hmm. related to last, was it last April? Mm-hmm. Last Coachella. Last, Beachella. Last Beachella or Coachella performance mm-hmm. where Beyonce did the iconic wow. tribute to black or um, HBCU, historically black college university culture and life through marching band mm-hmm. uh, and Greek fraternal and sorority. Is that how you say <laughs> Fraternity and sorority organizations. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the Divine Nine, if mm-hmm. you will. And it was a critically, a commercially acclaimed performance. It was iconic. It yes. was amazing. But now a documentary is being released, which is giving um, the behind-the-scenes look to the creative <laughs> concept. Uh, putting together okay. this entire that's, performance. That's it is going to be released, I believe, on April 17th. On Netflix, watch out. You know, I, I realize that Beyonce has a great team because I'm noticing that she's getting all these awards. It's like every week there's a new announcement with regard to Beyonce. Okay. Glad, NAACP, wow. the Brit Awards before that. Mm-hmm. Now the Netflix, she's keeping herself in the conversation. And I For doing what? What do you mean for doing what? For doing what? For being Beyonce. For well, gracing us with her, with her talent, with her God-given talent. Okay. And I just think it's amazing because, you know, there was also some talk about her and doing a, a collaboration with Adidas because, you know, she yeah. has her Ivy Park line <laughs> Trash. And, and she pulled that out of Topshop Top Shop, because yeah. I believe that one of the owners of Topshop, Sir, was, I forgot his name, Sir somebody, somebody was caught up in some kind of a, like a Me Too movement. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. So she being the feminist that she is well, disassociated with 
I heard the line wasn't doing that well, so they okay. was getting rid of it anyway. It's a little expensive uh-huh. for athleisure. I hate athleisure. I'm not going to go into that. Right. So I can't help but I also read or heard online, I don't know the veracity or the truth to the statement, but some white guy was like, oh, Beyonce had a meeting with Reebok. He was like, I heard right. that it was all hearsay. she may have possibly and i was like girl who are, th- who are you right we need times date locations yeah it was gossipy but i mean was. it may be founded in some truth oh. i mean, we don't know but yeah. he basically said that beyonce had a meeting with reebok reebok presented you know reebok shoes is ugly they are. i was kind of like next she, she might as well had a meeting with k swiss okay because okay? reebok <laughs> you know she should that her camilla cabella wore yeah. whatever, some sketches mm-hmm. line but Reebok, like, mm. I could see, to me, at least, I'm not a sneakerhead, but Nike, to me, I only buy Nike sneakers. That's, yeah. It's, it's Nike or nothing. Or, or nothing. Next it, would be probably be Adidas. Reebok I'm, is I'm a like Puma person. There. Really? I am. I do like Puma next. Um, oh, okay, I guess. But that's kind of niche. Yeah. Maybe, I would think Adidas, then Reebok is kind of below yeah. that. Reebok's also, definitely below. I wear a lot of Converse's in the summertime and they stuff. They have no arch support. Well, I have high arches. Oh, okay. Uh, but they do hurt after a while. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, what I'm saying is, is like, you know, basically back to the Reebok thing uh-huh. is, is that she questioned the Reebok representative saying, you know, these are the products. These are the whole rollout. This is the marketing plan. Is this the team that's going to be working on my products? Mm-hmm. And they were like, yes. And they said that she walked out of the room with Reebok because she said, none of these people are my race. None of these people are my color. None of these people represent where I'm from. I can't work with this brand. Now, I don't know if it's going um, down like that. Like that. It, yeah. it, it does seem like in line with the political in the pro-black movement that Beyonce is making. Even in this Netflix documentary trailer, she got... <laughs> why you laugh? Why do you laugh? Nothing. She got uh, Dr. Maya Angelou's voice. <sighs> All up in there talking about, you know, I do this for my race. And to me, I feel like Beyonce is really trying to be a mashup of Diana Ross and Nina Simone. Well. You know, and I said that, I think I said that last You said that last She's just really trying to be like this political person. Girl, that's not your bag. You need to stay in your lane. I think it can be. Uh-uh, I, think, I, I feel like she, she's found a lane. Uh-uh. And I feel like, you know, she tried to be mainstream, but now she's fighting against it. But I am, I am excited uh, to see this I'm documentary. Not. I won't watch it. Uh, to me, it does seem a little late. Uh, but yeah. I feel like um, new music is on the horizon. I don't. Everyone's all up in arms and all excited about this documentary. But it was like, girl, this footage is from last year. Mm-hmm. Number one. I didn't like the beachella anyway why <sighs> okay to me it was appropriation like cultural appropriation it was cultural appropriation or was it Beyonce, experiential appropriation both because she was trying to experience a culture that she has no she has no clue about okay beyonce did not go to college okay beyonce did not go to a black college Beyonce did not go to pledge a black fraternity or sorority. Beyonce has no idea what it's like to be on a marching band. Why you say like you've been through war on marching band? She has no idea. Because I mean, <laughs> that shit is rough. Marching band, that tough? It is. You sound like you was like, Beyonce has no idea what it, what it was like to be at NAM. Uh, pretty know? much. <laughs> oh, child. I mean, it's intense. But mm-hmm. I just think that it was, imp- it was appropriation, clear and simple. Because... She had 
the whole marching band. She had the J setters. She had the dancers. She had the fraternity brothers come out from Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity mm-hmm. Incorporated who taught her the step moves. They did like a whole pledge mo- moment okay, and probate moment in the Beachella. And right. I was like, girl, girl, right? you're doing the most right mm-hmm. now. It was not a school days like Spike Lee... Gamma Phi Gamma moment. Okay. Because that was a movie. That's a little bit different. The Jigaboos and the Wannabes. And the Wannabes. <laughs> and the Gamites. And Spike Lee, I believe, is an Omega. I'm not sure. I'm not You sure. know, I'm not Greek. Okay. So. But to me, that's a little bit different than the Beachella. It was appropriation. But people were falling at her feet and just, you know, exalting her. Oh, my God. She is living the black experience. This is what I felt as a black student at my HBCU and da 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 da. But I'm like, girl, she has no clue what that is. Someone else told her, we're going to do this and this is what you're going to do. Okay. But I feel like it was disrespectful in the fact that she has no concept of what it is to be in a fraternity, be in a sorority, to even go to college. Mm-hmm. Like, she don't know that struggle. But does she have to know that struggle to appreciate it? Because my a, thing, is, is it appropriation there, or is it appreciation? There is a thin line between appropriation and appreciation. She was appropriating, clear but and can, simple. Now, if this was Katy now, Perry doing this performance, that would clearly be And that's an another thing. Because right? people also, they want to be all up in arms if the Kardashians want to put a fucking braid in their hair mm-hmm. and call them out for appropriation. Because she don't know what it's like to be black. She don't know what it's like to put braids in your hair. She don't know this. She don't know that. Okay, it's the same thing. You know, I can kind of see your point. Mm-hmm. I'm not Greek. Um, I did go to college. Uh, <laughs> although, albeit not an HBCU. Right, I didn't go to HBCU. But I feel like with fraternities and sororities, mm-hmm. I feel like even with going to HBCU, there's something sacred and special about it. Right, right, right. right. It's a very enriching and... Right. and, and um, comforting environment especially for students of color there's a legacy there uh historically mm-hmm. with black people being excluded from going to a historically white institutions mm-hmm. and i think that with regard to black fraternities and sororities mm-hmm. there's a lot of ritual there. right it's very sacred i mean mm-hmm. one of my sisters is in a sorority mm-hmm. and it is near and dear to her heart and very mm-hmm. special and I kind of sometimes look at her like, girl, this is just a club. Like, what is it? But that's my frame of reference because right. I didn't go through that experience. Right. But I appreciate that it moved her profoundly and has mm-hmm. impacted her life and these sorrows or her girls for the rest of her life mm-hmm. and all that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't go through that, so I can't relate. Right. But I can't help but feel like there's something very spiritual, uh, moving, uh, ritualistic, and, 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 and very personal in terms of becoming a part of a fraternity and sorority yes, that Beyonce doesn't that she know, does not know, know about. Anything That's very about. special. Right. And it seems like she tried but, to just make it commercialized. She, right. She tried to put on the show and do these moves and want people to think that she's doing something to promote the culture, but she herself was exploiting the culture. Like, you can't... I don't know if she was exploiting She it. was. The only thing that saved her was that she did not put on actual Greek organization letters. She had what B Delta K. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the only thing that Beta saved Delta her. Kappa. Yeah, but girl, you're not Greek. You have not been to a college a day in your life. Like you cannot do that. But you know, like like her mother said after that performance, she taught a lot of 
Because let's be real. Black students don't got the money to go to Coachella. That the, the audience no 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 and, and you just I, see it on YouTube for free like I did. But I don't remember Coachella ever being streamed on the internet like that before Beyonce. No, it was. Okay, so maybe that's just my ignorance because yeah. I feel like that's just what you know them kids do. Mm-hmm. But I felt like you know, I remember Mama Tina after that performance was like, Oh, you, you introduced this whole history and world to people who But didn't the people know don't even it. know anything about it. They don't appreciate it. They don't respect it. And I think that Beyonce did not respect it. She was like, oh shit, let me do this shit and seem like I know what it's about. But she did not. And so mm-hmm. with her introduction to it or introduction of it. I mean, she watched Drumline probably. Probably. She probably watched Stepsisters on Netflix too. What's Stepsisters? It's like this... Um, Oh, I saw that with the black girl. With the black girl. Mm-hmm. She did, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, did you see some movie about like Burning Sands or something? Oh, my God. So it has the guy. He was in, I think it's the guy from Blackish. Okay. The little boy. Not um, Junior. Okay. But it's one of, um, what's her name, friends? Yara Shahidi's friends. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I okay. think he's on Grownish too. Oh yeah, he is kind of the cute. Go- the dude mm-hmm. who was on. Um, mm-hmm. he was the son in American Crime with Regina King. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he was he was the guy on Bernie Sands. Yeah, yeah. I remember some people that I know being upset after mm-hmm. that movie came out. It was a Netflix movie, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's like the same thing. It's like <sighs> I get what they were trying to, what she was trying to do, but girl, you should have chosen another theme. Like it just was not. I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was an iconic performance. I, I think not. that in terms of live music, having an actual live marching band, you they know, they weren't playing. They weren't. No, you know, it kind of gave me like it harkened back to "Can You Keep Up," with because that has like a that has a band, yeah, like that has a band in it, yeah, drama. and it was good to me. It was like a step down from her Super Bowl performance because that was a major stage. And I think that she wanted to do something. And again, in all her Super Bowl performances, well, not all, because her first one wasn't really, she was still kind of playing it safe on the mm-hmm. political front. Mm-hmm. But when she came out with Bruno Mars, she had the Black with Panthers. The Black Panther, yeah. And I think that she's increasingly trying to make a more a political statement with regard to her race. She and needs her to stop and she needs to go and back that, to twerking and dancing in that unitard. But she's a feminist. Girl, I guess. I mean, I'm here for it. I'm not. I, I, but I can see where you're coming from, and I respect it. I just think that as a as a person who isn't a black um, Greek letter organization, I think that she appropriated. But again, I feel like okay. Just can we have one quick question? Like, just, mm-hmm. you know, expound on appropriation when right. it comes to black people, mm-hmm. because I've gotten into trouble before when I've gone to Afropunk. And mm-hmm. if you don't know what Afropunk is, it's this music festival that happens in Brooklyn every year. Mm-hmm. It's expanded to Paris. South Africa, all these other countries. It's a black yeah, music festival. Basically. But when it started over 10 years ago, it was actually about black people who like punk music. Mm-hmm. Now it's not about that. It's about like black people who like alternative R&B, people like SZA or like, you know, um, you know, Afrofuturistic yeah. music like yeah, Janelle yeah. Monae and things like mm-hmm. that. But when I went to Afropunk, I was really upset because at first I saw like it's all about the fashions it's really not even about the music, the music anymore, anymore yeah. and one of my friends she's Nigerian and I was asking her because I said I wanted to wear some Ankara mm-hmm. and I was like which is if you don't know it's like a African prince the prince yeah and they're bright and they're colorful mm-hmm. and I asked my girlfriend I said oh I want to wear some 
And she kind of gave me an education straight yeah. up. She's like, well, what are you wearing it for? Yeah. And she's like, all right, well, what tribe does that color and that print belong to? Mm-hmm. And then what ceremony is that worn to? Because some right. things are only worn for weddings yeah. or funerals mm-hmm. or the birth of a baby. Yeah. And there's actual meaning and deep, deep ritual and significance mm-hmm. to these things mm-hmm. that I really kind of had to check myself because I was trying it on this costume. Mm-hmm. But when I go to Afropunk, you uh-huh. see everyone there with all these African prints and all these African face paintings. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of just costume right because it's and not that, appropriate mm-hmm. for the occasion or they'll have like their titties out and it's just not even like <laughs> like it's like oh this is something that you wear when you get christened yeah it's just like it's we as black people have to check ourselves as well but mm-hmm. i think that there becomes a fine line when as black people especially black people in america mm-hmm. who due to the uh, history of slavery were torn away from our ancestors and we don't have the um the fortune to know about our roots and our heritage and where we come from and to be living in a country where we've then been subjugated, enslaved and, you know, made second class citizens. We're not we're not American, but we're not African. So I think that black people in America exist in this unique space that even no. like Caribbean people don't really exist in because they have some ties to that land, at least. Mm-hmm. But we don't really have ties here in America. Well, they still think... our treatment. And uh-huh. I feel like us trying to reach back to Africa in it, the intention uh-huh. is not to exploit or to capitalize, okay. but it's to connect with ourselves. Okay. So I'm saying that it's, maybe Beyonce, as uh-huh. someone who missed out on college, okay. which of someone for her age was a formative time and year, mm-hmm. a lot of people do, mm-hmm. maybe she was using that performance to reach okay. back to right. see maybe what it could have been like. Right. Okay. I can see that. And Her I intention, do... I don't think, was bad. Right. Okay. And you're right. Because she does have a team of people who research these things and... You know, he probably presented it to her as, girl, this is going to be hot. Like, you you finna blow up after this. And it was this. hot. And, you know, I will never take away her performance ability. She killed it. Right. She killed it. I just think that the visual of doing the pledge line and some of the things, like, she could have left out, like, the step show part. Like, she could have left the probate stuff and the Greek letter stuff out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want to connect with black college and black you know experience leave the fraternity stuff out of it because and the sorority stuff out of it because you don't know anything about that but also what was glaringly missing was books okay (laughs) like what is that thing about black college we are in college to read we got the band we got the dancers and we got the step show it was all the social aspects of college not necessarily the academic ones right well she got them little girls following her around they don't never pick up no books Oh, Chloe Allen? Mm-hmm. Well, how you, they get homeschooled, probably. Well, that's not well, what child. I heard. But. <laughs> well, Beyonce, you know, as you go forward in your blackness and just, you know, be conscious. Have more conference calls at Solange. Pretty much. And girl, check the admissions calendar next time because you can buy your way into Ooh. USC, Harvard, University of Texas, Hampton. Yes, anywhere you want to go. Oh, congratulations to Aoki Lee. She got into Harvard, Dartmouth, and somewhere else. She's pretty smart. And, uh, you know... She's only 16. Kimora was like, oh, no. She got in on her own. Well... (laughs) We ain't pay nobody. Because Ming Lee Lee should be going to college, but I don't know that she is. But... Ming Lee would like Tisha Campbell. 
No, she don't. She does. You keep saying that. I, she does. No, she don't. I'm gonna put up a side by side. Okay, please do. Yeah, do it. I will. Do make a story of it. Mm-hmm. We'll ask the people. We'll do a poll. Yes. Ming Lee and Tisha Campbell. Yes. I don't see it. But did you see when Dr. Dre was like his daughter got in on her own merit to oh, USC? But, but he paid like seventy million he, to a billion. Yeah, his he has a building on campus named after him. Sis, girl, they took them posts down. Real down, because you played yourself. <laughs> yeah, but I am happy. F- I do believe that Kimora don't play them games. That little girl is sixteen, and I think that yeah. she probably is. Really Really, really smart and really work hope so because she looks just like Russell and not for let me just keep that comment to myself I'm gonna keep that comment to myself because okay. she do look just like Russell yeah. Ming is the pretty sister yeah Aoki has to work mm-hmm. she better be but smart. Aoki always had the personality when it was babies I wonder how Kenzo and Wolf are doing you know I love Kimora she's like a friend in my head mm-hmm. you know <laughs> I do want to hang with her and uh, Naomi is she friends with Naomi? probably not <laughs> probably not because because Cause you remember that first season of Top Model? Yes. When they were crowded around that little folding table. table. <laughs> yeah, because Kimura is friends with Tyra. Yeah. So I don't know that Kimura will be kicking it with Naomi. Probably not. I don't think so. And she's a little younger than Naomi. Is she? Bitch, did you see Naomi this weekend at the wedding? I did. Well, first of all, well, Kate, you know I live for Kate. I do too. She looked good. She looked great. Mm-hmm. But she was at the wedding of Mark Jacobs. <laughs> and that rent boy. Stop. He looked like a rent boy. I mean, he probably is. I bet he has OnlyFans. He probably. I read an article. Is one. <laughs> <laughs> I read the article that said he was a model turned candle maker. And I was Stop. like, that is that's, ultimate shade. That's a career switch. Ultimate shade. Yeah. Well, child, we are done with these categories for the week. <laughs> we thank you for joining us. It is a wrap with the categories. It's, it's also a wrap with Kinky Boots on Broadway. Is it? Yeah, it's done. It's done your six-year run. Okay. Oh, um, Tay Dix is not doing it anymore. Or Billy Porter or uh, Todrick. Yes, Billy Porter. Todrick was doing it? Yeah, Todrick did it for a while. Yeah. Um, it's a wrap on Lola. Okay. You know, that's my dog's name. Yeah. All right, child. Let's get into this listener letter. Yeah. Ooh. It's a mess for the week. But before we get into that, we're going to revisit the realness. Realness. Topic. Yeah. Of last week, mm-hmm. which was the love, love languages. languages. Yeah. So we got some feedback from some listeners yeah. regarding that. Uh-huh. Uh, Maurice, what they have to say? Yeah. So we got a lot of feedback from um, different listeners and they wanted to t- tell us about like their love languages their partner's love languages okay and so the common theme of that was that people who were married or had kids their top love language was acts of service and so one listener explained that you know it's a team effort you know they want to be equitable in right. in their in their married life or their partnered life and they have you know the kids and so if it's like if one person on the team takes care of something, that means a whole lot to them because, you know, they're operating as a unit. It lightens and, their load. Yeah, it lightens their load and it kind of makes the whole team work more efficiently. Right. So, you know, I think a single people hours are like, quality time, you got to spend time with me and I want all of your attention. Right. Whereas if you're married and you have kids or, you know, you have all other things going on, it's like if you did something to make my day a little bit easier that means the world to me but also what that does uh-huh. is at least because i'm approaching it from my frame of reference uh-huh. is that because again access service is one of my top ones okay as a busy person mm-hmm. if you do an act of service that light that frees up my time okay to then to spend, spend quality you. time with you 
That's okay. how I kind of I can see that. But I can I, see that. I mean, I get it, though, because, uh-huh. like, as a married person, not as a married person because I'm not, but knowing married people yes. who have children, mm-hmm. shit is busy. Yeah. And it's just, like, it's chaotic mm-hmm. 24-7. Mm-hmm. And you, you just do want, especially, like you said, someone to be equitable. Pull mm-hmm. your weight yeah, so yeah. that I feel like I'm in a partnership and I'm not in this alone. Right. Because I think that the worst feeling to ever have is when you're in a relationship with someone, mm-hmm. but you feel like you're in it by yourself. By yourself. Yeah. You know? So at mm-hmm. least by them contributing to the daily monotonous rigmarole mm-hmm. of a life and a home and mm-hmm. children and family, at least you feel supported. Okay. You know, I can see that. And I think that that really does, mm-hmm. does matter to people. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think that the act itself kind of is more in tune with like someone's personality. Like right. in my relationship, I do most of the cooking because mm-hmm. I'm the better cook. Right. He can clean like a motherfucker. So it's like, right. you can clean, similar, you know, similar, yeah, so yeah. it's like, you do that, I'll do this, so it's sure. like, you know. But I think that also maybe sometimes, if for some of our straight listeners, uh, I think that there's heteronormative roles put That's onto true, women, too. where yeah. women are not only, at least today, women want to be career women, mm-hmm. but then they're, traditionally, their husbands may expect for them to assume traditional roles That's such true, as cooking true. and cleaning yeah. and there ain't no way i'm gonna be working 40 hours a week you work a 40 hours a week yeah. and, and i'm doing all the cooking yeah. and cleaning and child rearing yeah. while you watch football and drink beer yeah that's just inequitable yeah and yeah. it can build resentment mm-hmm. because you again you feel like you're in this alone mm-hmm. and again i'm all for being the housewife but like i say if you want somebody <laughs> if you want to be housewife and be kept know that that you can't Ask your wife to be a housewife and work full time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If, if, if she, if you can take care of her and y'all can maintain the same lifestyle with her being at home all day, then okay, maybe the expectations are a little bit different. Can be different yeah. in terms of acts of service. Because mm-hmm. if you've been home all day, there should be no acts of service. Okay. Besides the sexual ones. Well. And rubbing my feet. <laughs> you know, I love a foot rub. But yeah, is that all the feedback we pretty that, much had? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, child, well, let's get into this listener letter. Mm-hmm. It's a short one. But, but it's a mess though, right? A little messy. Yeah. It says, hey, y'all, I love the show and listen every week. I'm from Philly. Shout out to my hometown and you guys too. Okay. Here's my issue. I'm 28, black, and gay. I love being in a relationship. However, I don't have a track record for remaining faithful. I've had three long-term relationships and each involved infidelity on both people's parts mm-hmm. however i enjoy the company of a man <laughs> okay what? Sorry, no but long-term commitment and companionship is the ultimate goal after all i do want a husband and kids so i've been seeing this lovely older man of okay. 43 okay. for about six weeks how old is this listening 28 okay Ooh, okay things are going good but I already have the urge to see other people. After how long? Six weeks. Oh, child. Okay. But I want to continue dating him. I've already tested the water and mentioned the idea of being in an open relationship, mm-hmm. but he was non-responsive. Mm-hmm. Is it too early to yes. open our relationship? I'm already getting... Because I'm getting the urge to see other people, I'm starting to accept the fact that maybe monogamy isn't for <laughs> me. What are your thoughts on my approach to monogamy in an open relationship and how do I present being in an open relationship to the man that I've been seeing? Thanks so much. Uh, um, he didn't have did a name. Did he, have a name? He didn't give a name. Uh, we'll call him... 
Jonathan. Jonathan, girl. <laughs> That's a lot. You've been seeing a guy for six weeks and you already want to open it up. Well, you know, to some gays, six weeks is a long time. It's not. But it but as a relationship well, you're a serial monogamous. Mm, so you're, am, you're a relationship yeah. gay. I mean, I like relationships too, mm-hmm. but I kinda I go and I ebb and flow. Well. But I've been in long term I've been in my fear of long term relationships. Mm-hmm. Six weeks is not that's still getting do I even like you I, yet? Right. I don't even know that yet. Right. And if I already have the urge to see other people Well, first off, six weeks is too soon to be contemplating any of this, I think. Right. Because I think in the first six months you're still getting to know them and you're still deciding do i even want to be with you right and it's like you haven't gone through enough with them to even know like them fully it's in six weeks it's like you've probably seen them what six times right you know maybe 10 at the most well depends i mean some people are if they're a codependent person, it could right. be a lot more. That's true. That's true. That's true. And it seems like he's a person who really like wants to be in a relationship, but I don't know again his <laughs> no, intention for wanting to be in one. I think he just doesn't want to be alone, and I think that oh. that's a big issue in the gay world. Like we already have so many because being gay is lonely, right? It's and being like, black and gay is lonely. It's lonelier, and so I feel like you know we already have this whole stigma against us is like well you're not gonna find nobody and you're not you know it's just like all these kind of um, mental hurdles we have to get over ourselves and i just think that at six weeks that's not the conversation i would be having internally right because i'm still like trying to get to know the person and then if you want to and not even open it up because at six weeks do you owe someone monogamy that was my thing because he's saying they don't even it doesn't seem like they DTR their situation no they did definitely did not but it seems like he's wanting to have an open relationship but in order to have an open relationship you have to have a relationship first first. right so to me it seems like you're putting the cart before the horse Mm -hmm. Jonathan Mm -hmm. and I think that but you know what I think it is I think that a lot of gay men especially black gay men suffer from the loneliness right suffer from depression Mm. you know I think that the world families religion society mm-hmm. sent us messages that something's wrong with us right. we're not loved we're no, not you worthy exactly. you can't be loved mm-hmm. um in that our future is doom and gloom Dumb. especially if you're yeah. of our age mm-hmm. in terms of you know certain things that we thought our future would be you'll mm-hmm. never be anything right so i think that a lot of us are out here trying to prove to the world our worth mm-hmm. But we're doing so externally yeah. by having great careers, mm-hmm. by having a six pack, mm-hmm. by dressing well all the time, mm-hmm. by being seen here and there and everywhere, right. by constantly dating all the time. Like I know a lot of people who always have somebody on the roster, yeah. somebody in their black book. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, but did you even take the time to get to know yourself? Right. Because it seems like you're searching for something externally. Mm-hmm. And the reason that validation validation Mm -hmm. acceptance worth but those are only things that you can give yourself right and i find that like when you're out here searching for it searching for it searching for it nothing's ever good enough because Mm -hmm. you don't have any sense of home or Mm -hmm. you don't have any solid foundation right where you're grounded Mm -hmm. and i noticed that for some people like once you get that the dating stops because Mm -hmm. all the playboys all the fuck boys all the people out here 
who ain't really about what you about, right. recognize that you have a sense of self, mm-hmm. that you're not insecure, mm-hmm. that you are grounded in who you are and that you know what you want and that you're not wanting to deal with the BS. Right. So they don't even approach you anymore. Right. Right. Because one, they, they don't want to expose themselves for who they are. Mm-hmm. And they also know that they're not going to get very far with, with you. you. Yeah. So I feel like Jonathan, you said you're dating an older man, but again, I feel like even age, I see gay men in their fifties still dealing with these problems. It's really an inside job. What do you mean? In terms of your personal growth and development. And that's okay. what I think that Jonathan needs to do. Mm-hmm. But I think that he's distracting himself from himself and from his pain and some of his trauma and his hurt yeah, by just out here looking for girl. other men. Yeah, it sounds like you need to go to therapy. Yeah, that's the only relationship you should be having right now. Yeah, the relationship with yourself is the most important. And I think that as a gay and as you... Because he's what, 28? 28. So he's approaching 30 you know, in less mm-hmm. than two years. When we approach these milestones, we think, and we and we also look at our straight counterparts. Also, we're like, well, all our friends from college, right, are getting married, they're having kids, and I'm not. But as gay men, we have to realize and our development is it's a little stunted. It's delayed. Yeah, it's a little delayed, and so well, not the kids today. Well, that's true, but. You know, he's probably looking at, I should be getting married, too. I should be in a relationship, too. I should have this, too. But you're clearly showing that you're not ready for that. Right. And I think that you have a lot more, you know, kind of underlying simmering issues that you might want to deal with before trying to DTR at six mm-hmm. weeks or trying to have an open relationship at six weeks. Right. I'm like, you don't even know this motherfucker. Like, is he worth your time? Right. Is it just you want to have somebody to say you have somebody that's what it is you want to say you but you're acquiring people and things Mm -hmm. to validate yourself yeah to validate yourself Mm -hmm. because you're trying to fill this hole within yourself but what you don't realize is that it can't be filled with money with things with trips with cars with dick (laughs) or with men it has to be filled with you but a mm-hmm. lot of us don't want to go into that hole because it's a painful right. place it's a traumatic place mm-hmm. and and being black and gay in america in and of itself is already traumatic mm-hmm. so it's just easy to to distract yourself but we're well, all running around here no one's really dealing with their shit well no we're matter just passing it off no matter where you go there you are so you can't run away from any problems that you have you can't run away from any kind of difficulty that you're experiencing no matter, you can run here, you can run there, you can run to this person, that person, this city, that city. Escape, Try to escape it all. But no matter where you go, there you are. The common denominator in all of this is yourself. Is you. Yeah. Yeah. I think that honestly what you should do for yourself, Jonathan, and for this man that you're dating is stop dating. Um, spare him. Yeah. Spare yourself. Probably go to therapy. And just be alone. And I get that, you know, and, even if you have physical needs, maybe, honestly, I'm not, I, I sound controversial what I'm saying, but mm-hmm. try a bout of celibacy. And but, honestly, because that's going to make you confront yourself in a in a whole new way. I mean, you have two hands. Right. Make when it I, work. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I'm not saying in the relationship that you have with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but stop bringing other people into the mix until you get to a point where you're right. right. And right. you'll know it because, well... I mean, again, but again, maybe he doesn't feel like his patterns are destructive or bad. Maybe we're judging him. Maybe, we are. Because you know what? Monogamy is not for everyone. Some people, open relationships do work for some people. But for but, me, and I'm, I've never been in an open relationship. 
Um, I don't know that I would want to be in one for my own personal reasons, but I'm, I would be open to the idea. Because what I'm also finding is, is that a lot of people out here who are trying to do the monogamy thing, mm-hmm. it's not successful. I see a lot of successful relationships that are open. Well, I But think, for me, uh-huh. I would need to trust you. Right. And for me, and that would take a couple of years of yeah. foundation before the question of, of even having this mm-hmm. discussion would be plausible. Right, right. And I think that at six weeks, no, girl, that's not, that's too, way too early. Right. And then. And it's about to be spring. And it's okay, about to be summertime. It's about to be black, black gay pride in Philly too. Yeah. Girl, please. It's about to be pride everywhere. In the end, it's okay to be single. And I, I think that he might be running from or trying to hide or trying to get, a, you know, mitigate some kind of feeling of loneliness. And he wants to fill it up with a bunch of different people or mm-hmm. this new relationship or whatever. But I just think that, you know, girl, like, calm down. You know, and maybe this reflect. is me being a little open, but in my own personal journey okay. with the struggle, because I think that all gay men struggle with this issue of self worth, self acceptance yeah, 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 yeah. at some point, mm-hmm. regardless of your color or race. Mm-hmm. But I kind of got to a point in my life where I was like, you know what? Even if I'm single mm-hmm. for the rest of my life until the day I die, mm-hmm. That is okay because I right. am enough. And right. once I actually believed it, mm-hmm. all those other things just went away because mm-hmm. I got over, I basically faced my biggest fear, right. which was just being, being alone. alone. Mm-hmm. But I realized that alone or not, mm-hmm. I'm still the shit. All right, and, even, I know I, and I knew I wouldn't be alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at me. But but that but that did something for for you. Yeah. You know, you're of a certain age and maybe he hasn't reached that age yet. And so you kind of grow and develop. Because you're like twenties also. He's approaching thirty, so he's probably still trying to be out here saucy and hot Mm -hmm. and do what it do. Mm -hmm. But I think you should stop seeing this person. That's my advice. You asked it. Um in terms of how do you present this to him, you don't. (laughs) And I think that well okay what no I I just think that six weeks is far too soon yeah and I think that you run the risk Mm -hmm. of either pushing him away because that's a red flag yeah or if he's down for it that's a red flag too right Mm -hmm. but again maybe maybe we're being a little bit judgmental I'm not because I can see where he's coming from but I there will come a time when you get tired of busting it low and wide (laughs) And being Tatiana. Right. And the, the idea of just one person mm-hmm. may become more appealing to you. And if it doesn't, because it might not. It might not. But then I think that you need to present that fairly early on, like first date. No. That's too soon. No. I was I dated someone who on the first date was like, monogamy is not something that I'm open to. And we quickly stopped. I, I asked a few follow-up questions. Yeah. And what I surmised, because I said, well, okay, I've never been in an open relationship, but I'm open to it maybe. But I would at least require two to three years, years yeah. of, of, of monogamous commitment. Mm-hmm. And when he said, I can't provide you with that, then that's when it was over. But if you met someone from Jump who was like, on the second date, we're together together. That's a turnoff too. Sure. So it's like, mm, I don't know. Well, this is an interesting question because I think it's something that really does face the gay community more so. I don't know. I think it it 
can expand because to other communities but too. we don't have those social gender roles and expectations right so mm, but today's culture a lot of things are fluid like some of my homegirls are like i'm just trying to fuck like they don't want you know this dude all the time they're just trying to you know get what they can get but then i have some of my guy friends and they're like i just want to settle down and like by the third date i want to you know kind of dtr i'm like it's kind of opposite of what wow, we really? think. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, you have straight friends. I don't really have too many of those, so I don't know. I have a few. We have a few. I'm equal opportunity. I am too. They just don't seem to like me. I'm too extra. <laughs> you are. But all right, child, let's get on to our next segment of the show. I said, said what, what I said. said. All right, well, mine's is fairly quick. I've been to a couple of uh, functions lately, mm-hmm. and you know, I love a function. You do. I love throwing functions, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, attending functions, not so much. I, I always eat before the function because, first the of all... The food be nasty. You, you don't know how they cook Thank it. you. The well, kitchen is dirty. Yes. You never want to be starving at the function mm-hmm. because you don't know whether or not the food's going to be, A, good, two, edible, three, you don't know what conditions the food was prepared in, yeah. and you also... It's just not becoming to be house and down food and plates of plates of plates yeah. at the function eat like a bird in public yes so you know you're talking to people you're meeting you're greeting mm-hmm. you don't want the collards in your teeth and you know especially when you go to a black function black people don't do light bites it's always some collards macaroni and cheese right like black folks Chicken. we can do light bites we can do like light orders no. it don't always got to be like thanksgiving dinner or the barbecue mm-hmm. every time every time but my main gripe is and I don't know if this is the Instagram world. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's what these young children is out here doing today. But it's the grand entrance. Y'all was watching too much of my super sweet 16 mm-hmm. making the grand entrance. Mm-hmm. Y'all was watching too much of Bridezilla or, yeah. or um, these other wedding shows mm-hmm. for weddings or for whatever. Weddings, yeah. Y'all watching too much of the housewives. Yeah. Especially Atlanta because you know the bitches be late. Where you and show extra. up to the function. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Only time where you are allowed to make an appearance is at your wedding. Because that comes with a lot of pomp and circumstance with regard to the dress. Okay. The the groom seeing mm-hmm. the bride, the mm-hmm. the the oohs and the ahs yeah. and the reveal. Okay. If it is your birthday party, <laughs> you should be there to greet your guests. <laughs> right. If it is your graduation party, you should be there to greet your guests. Okay. If it is a baby shower or a sip and see or a gender reveal, mm-hmm. you should be there reveal. to greet your guests. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, is that don't be late. Yeah. I've been to, lo- I've been to lots of functions mm-hmm. where black people show up two, three hours after the start of the event and then have the nerve Mm -hmm. to not even serve you food Mm -mm. until the guest of honor arrives. Mm -mm. I'll be gone by then. I don't do that. So, yeah, it is messy. I don't like it. And I know that y'all all all want to have this Instagram moment. You want to have this live feed Mm -hmm. and you want to you know, have your appearance, mm-hmm. but no, ma'am. It is rude to your guests. Yeah. You always need to think about your guests first, their comfort. If you're throwing a party, it's not for you. You were not the center of no. attention. 
It's for your the guests. guests and their experience. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Every time. Mm-hmm. So that's all I have to say. And I say what I said. But I'm not going to another function. <laughs> if I have to wait longer than an hour. And even that is unex- well, inexcusable. You won't know until you get there. With certain people you know. True. With certain people you already know. What's up? But I just, I, I don't like it. And I'm leaving with my gift. Basically. If I brought a gift. But usually I do. I thought you give cash. At a wedding. Oh. But at other functions, I give gifts. Like at oh, birthdays, okay. housewarming. Oh, yeah. How you like to your housewarming, sis? <laughs> Bitch, don't you live there? Don't you live here? Right. It's just, again, I feel like everything is for the gram. Yeah. And I said what I said. Okay. Kind of piggybacking off of that. My I say what I said this week is don't bring your kids to a grown folks function. Child. Because. <laughs> I suck in that. Yeah. We went to the Mariah Carey concert like we told you earlier in the episode and the like right in front of us was this woman and she brought her little <gasps> daughter. I know, we didn't even talk about that but I noticed. Yeah. It took like 10 bathroom breaks. Yeah. Like that little girl was probably what like 9? And it was a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday night. Mariah like, didn't come out till at least 9.30. It was 9.40 something actually. She came out. Yeah. Right. right. And I'm like don't you got school tomorrow? <laughs> It's a school night. Well, I mean, she's nine. And again, I I think that around like tween age, Mm-mm. nine, 10, 11, 12, mm. you can, you know, get over the school night bedtime rule. No. If it's like the child's favorite artist and it's a special occasion for her birthday. Okay, come on Right, now. but the likelihood of that little girl like a Mariah Carey. Exactly. If this was Taylor Swift, maybe. Maybe. If this was Ariana Grande, maybe. Sure. She'd probably like, um, what's the little girl from the MasterCard commercial? Mastercard. Yeah, I don't got one of them, so I don't know. Camila, the girl who was in Camila Cabello. Yeah, she was in Havana. Na, na, na. Yeah, that mm-hmm. girl. Yeah, with the cupcakes in the commercial. Right. Like if it was that, okay. But I'm like, girl, this is Mariah Carey. Mariah Carey is old enough to be like your mother. Like her kids are younger than you are. True. True. And you at this concert? I'm like, Mariah Carey is old enough to be a hood grandmother. <laughs> no Tino shade, but you know it's true. It is true. I used to work with this lady and she was like 44, 45. And so she was like showing pictures of this baby on, um, on her phone. Mm-hmm. And she was walking around. I was oh look, and everyone's like, Oh, so cute. This is your grandbaby. She's like, no, this is my great grandbaby. At 45. At four, she was like 44, 45. How? I'm guessing she had a baby. She had a baby at 15. That baby had a baby at 15. And then this was <sighs> the new baby. At 15. At the, yeah. God damn. Yeah. That's some hood shit. Wow. But like, they took so many bathroom breaks at that concert. And then at one point, I thought they just left. Me too. Because they put their coats on and then they they like left. Cause, it was very disruptive. Yeah. And the people, because they were kind of like mid-row. And they had, like, kept having to like move out the way so they mm-hmm. can let this this mom and her yeah. kid out. <laughs> That's funny because one of my friends, she asked me, she wants to go to Roots Picnic and she mm-hmm. asked whether or not it was appropriate to bring her five-year-old no. daughter. And I said, no, probably not. Mm-hmm. I said, you might be able to get away with it at the daytime, but no. also music festivals are a whole different monster. Yeah, because you can't get out. But what's, yeah. what would you categorize as an adult event? Um, Anything where the artists are old enough to be your parents so you're looking at concerts then you're not talking about weddings or birthday parties 
Those two. But like concert, definitely not. Like you should not be bringing your nine year old child to a Mariah Carey concert. Right. Like. Mariah got a smooth forty years on you, like girl. I get it. Like you don't know none of her but you, songs. But you don't know. Maybe she, mama maybe the babysitter called out. Well, then you just can't come. Like the mama wanted to come to that concert, right? And she was like, "Damn, the babysitter canceled." Like, but I, I also just... I don't like seeing children at weddings, well, wedding receptions. Well, I feel like having the children in the wedding—that's cute, haha, ring bearer, flower mm-hmm. girl, whatever. Um, but like, are they related to the groom and the bride or not? I don't care. I don't like seeing I, children because you know what happens? Uh-huh. They start playing Bruno Mars on the dance floor and the children take over. And it's just, I feel like when, again. What well, lo- thing kids dancing is a little cute at a wedding? At 10 o'clock at night. Like it, it's a at Saturday. some point they need to be shuffled. They need to go to bed. They'll fall asleep in the chair at some point. I don't know. But you know how I feel about children. I feel like children really shouldn't even be allowed on airplanes, at restaurants. <laughs> you know. I feel like if I had a kid, my kid is not coming out the house until they're like. 16. Oh, can we talk about that? Mm-hmm. No, honestly, because I was out this weekend mm-hmm. and I saw um, this baby. Couldn't have been more than two weeks old mm. at the restaurant. No. You know, with the family mm-hmm. having barbecue, shooting, you know, the family shooting back beer strapped to the daddy. Mm-hmm. And I was like, with the Ebola and the allergies and the influenza and all these other things that's going on. Yeah, they're probably anti-vaxxers too. Oh, God. Well, child... <laughs> Don't bring your kid to the grown folks event. I'm trying to enjoy my night. I don't need to be worrying about little Susie. And if she going to. Um, so if someone can't get a babysitter, should they just not come? They then? should just not come. Like, don't fuck it up for me. And ruin my night. I hear you. Child. It's more about me. I don't care about the kids. It's more about me. And your other guests as well. Well, yeah. Because it always and it always be the parent. When they come with the children, mm-hmm. they don't be they they don't be watching. They don't them. be yeah. They, be, they just they like. Be did you see off. her though? She was all into Mariah. The kid was like sitting down the whole time because she's like three foot. She couldn't see five. Yeah, she couldn't see up. nothing. And so the mom was like getting her whole life, and the kid was just like sitting there. Yeah, I'm like, girl, you could have like played Angry Birds or something on your phone. Something. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think children should be at a lot of places. But hey, child, that was your... I said what I said. I guess. I said what I said. Okay, child, let's get into our tens, tens, tens across the board. So, my tens this week is going to Gianluca Casicchia. He's a club owner of the White Banana Beach Club. Well, I gotta be white, as RuPaul would say. It's a resort in the Philippines, and they charge about $23 a night. $23? Yeah. It sounds like a hostel. It does, but I mean, apparently, I mean, the Instagram pictures look pretty nice. And so he has implemented a no-influencer policy on Instagram. Child. He said that the resort was um, experiencing an influx of requests from the social media influencers requesting free nights. Uh, free food, free alcohol, in exchange for promoting the resort on their respective uh, social media pages. Mm-hmm. And he was like, um, nah, y'all got to pay. Right. And he's like, y'all can't stay here. No, ma'am. For free. No, ma'am. So y'all need to go somewhere else. You're basically a freeloader. And we don't necessarily need your um, your help in promoting our resort yeah and so i applaud him because influencers have taken over social media they are underemployed 
they live basically for free. Like they get free trips. Well, not necessarily free trips. They get paid in kind where right. they might have to buy their flight, but they Things get their, gratis. Yeah, but they get like a week stay at an all inclusive. And all they have to do is post a certain amount of posts per day about the site mm-hmm. and about the um, resort. And so I'm just like, okay, like I understand it. Like it's a more significant investment on the resort's sure. uh, site than like. Because how do you even have the data to support like well, the, the information of like mm-hmm. how many people that followed this person mm-hmm. actually, actually booked, booked like so that they can get a return on this mm-hmm. investment yeah. of offering him a free stay. Yeah. Like now it's not traditional marketing. It's so not. I feel like it's hard. How do you track that? There are ways to track it, but the investment on the resort site is much riskier, riskier because so what they do is they get, they would give this influencer a code and you would put in promo code oh, Justin yes, 2019. Yes, yeah. Yes. And so they would say like, we would have to look and pull a report to see how many people put in promo code Justin 2019 mm-hmm. to stay at our resort. Right. But they have to invest so much more money and the return, like I could see if it was like, you know, a makeup tutorial or like a makeup influencer. Right. Like a Jackie know, Ina. Like a Jackie something. Ina. But a all-inclusive resort is a lot more. Sure. Riskier. And like, even like Jackie Ina, like sometimes like makeup companies will fly her out to exotic uh-huh. locations, but that comes out of their marketing yeah. budget. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, but I, I see what you're saying in mm-hmm. terms of like, how do you quantify that? Yeah. How do you get the return on that investment? Mm-hmm. And not for nothing, I watched this documentary on Netflix about mm-hmm. influencers. Mm-hmm. Many of them are broke. Broke, broke. Trying to yeah. uh, perpetuate or keep up appearances, trying literally. Trying to make a doll out of 15 cents. Uh, on, on, for the social media. Yeah. And even you watch some of these people who are really big, and I'm not going to name no names, but they have these lavish houses that mm-hmm. are empty, mm-hmm. no furniture, Mm-mm. echoey as shit. You know, they're here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. But how much money is in the bank? Because None. again... You can't pay Pico with that Philippine <laughs> strip in kind. Right. You can't tweet Pico and yeah. pay like, and I feel like that's where this generation's getting lost. And mm-hmm. like, the dollar, the almighty dollar, yeah. still runs things. Yeah. Like you can barter and trade because that's all it is. That's is bartering, yeah. But where's the it, that that has no real weight, especially right. when. All the people who follow you are broke. Broke. Ain't going to the Philippines no Mm -hmm. way. They can like your pick, but they're not going anyway. Yeah. They probably got no passport. People need to understand that those people are not living like that either. Right. Right. Half the shit that they have on is given to them. Mm -hmm. All the places that they go is given. It's free, yeah. And you know, really it is it's not even it's not even. Mm -mm. Because what do they have to lose? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Well, child, anyway. that's a good tense for him. Yeah. My tense this week goes to not a person. Okay. Not an organization. Okay. But an Instagram account. And <laughs> for someone who hates the social media. You Instagram. Who's not here for the social media right. and how it is eroding our culture and society and uh-huh. communications. I give my tense this week to okay. the Royal Sussex, Royal Sussex Instagram account at Sussex Royal. Yes, yeah. which broke the World Guinness mm-hmm. Book of Records when it 
amassed more than one million followers mm-hmm. within less than six hours. Five hours and 45 minutes. You better know those yes. stats better than I do. Boop. Tends to Her Royal Highness, mm-hmm. his and Her Royal Highness, and baby Sussex. Yes. Yes, you know. They moved into Frogmore Cottage. Are they? Yeah, Windsor, yeah. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what that means. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I know they're separating offices. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. Uh huh. So the Sussex Royal account is a split from the Kensington Royal account because Prince William and Prince Harry and also um, Catherine, Duchess of Cambridge, and Meghan, Duchess of Sussex were all under uh, the Kensington okay. Palace umbrella. So they announced this split and people were speculating, oh, it's because they don't get along. They're having a few blah, blah, blah. But logistically, it makes more sense because, you know, one day... um, They're separate families. Well, not even that. So one day, Prince Charles will ascend to the throne and he will be, um, you know, King Charles, whatever, if he chooses that regnal name. But... um, The what name? Regnal. Okay. Yeah. And so he will be based at Buckingham Palace when when Charles is king... Prince William's household will be moved to Clarence House. So he'll be under the Clarence House umbrella because one day he will become the Prince of Wales because it's not an automatic um, transfer of titles. He has to be invested as the Prince of Wales. Oh. And so Prince Harry, the Duke of Sussex, since he technically is, you know, he was the spare to the the Mm -hmm. throne or whatever. So now he's further down in the line of succession. Yeah. So he will, at that point, no longer be based at Kensington Palace, and he won't be based at um, Clarence House. Mm-hmm. He will essentially fall under the Buckingham Palace umbrella. Okay. So logistically, it makes more sense for them now to, to do it to Buckingham, because they're under the Buckingham Palace umbrella as the um, uh, Sussex household. Gotcha. Because otherwise they would have to move twice and it would just logistically too be too much. Yeah. And, and Megan ain't trying to raise her children with all them babies running around. Stop. All them other children. You know? She's trying to establish her own household. Well, people look at it as like that. that like tr- They're trying to separate their lives. But it's more of a logistic, gotcha. you know protocol thing this baby should be coming soon yeah so they are anticipating end of may early april for the birth you mean end of april oh i'm sorry child the april spritz has gotten (laughs) to you end of april early we're mid-april as is yeah yeah so in a few more weeks yeah child boy or girl i think it's gonna be a boy oh it's a girl serena says well what's serena say serena's insider tea well serena did an interview and she said that I have a friend who's pregnant and the friend was saying, my child is going to be this, my child is going to be that. And so Serena's response was, no, she's not. And so people were saying that Serena kind of spilled the beans. It's going to be a girl. I think it's going to be a girl. You do? Well, you know, she's carrying high. So how she's carrying looks like a boy. And she's gotten really pretty this pregnancy. So Mm -hmm. like she's glowing. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's usually indicative of, a, of a, you know, the old wives' tales. Okay. You know, when you have a boy, mm-hmm. like it makes you more beautiful, but the Aww. girl drains your beauty from you because she needs it for her. Yeah. 
succubus. Okay. All right. Well, tens to tens. you for the royal family. I'm yes. giving more royal family tens than you do, child. You do. All right. Well, thank you guys for joining us for another week here at Category Is Podcast. Mm-hmm. Remember to listen to us on whatever platform you so choose. Yes. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Spotify. Be sure to check us out on all things social media at Category Is Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to write us in your listener letter or suggest a category or ask questions about yeah. us at Category Is Pod at gmail.com. And stay tuned because we have lots of fun announcements coming up for we you. Do. Remember to like, rate, subscribe, yes. and we'll see you next, next week. week. Bye. Bye.